As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. EWA 517, do you want to report a UFO? Negative. We don't want to report. Aries 31, do you wish to report a UFO? Over. Negative. We want to report one of those either. Uh, Aries 31, do you wish to file a report of any kind of it? I wouldn't know what kind of report to file, sir. Uh, Aries 31, uh, me neither. There's 71 pop the golf, go ahead. Yeah, there was anybody that's uh, above us that passed us 
UFO Chronicles, a place where people share their experiences of the strange and unexplained. If you've had an encounter and would like to be on the show, you can email me at ufochronicles at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're all doing good. We have Antonio from California coming on the moment with his encounter of a very strange beast. But first, if you would like to support the show by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash UFO Chronicles podcast or go to the link in the description of this episode. Now, on with the show. Welcome, Antonio, to the show. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Really appreciate you coming on today, man. Now, your encounters happened in California, close to Yosemite National Park? Yes, uh, in a small town in the outskirts of Yosemite Valley. You had two encounters. Can you start with the first one? Just let the audience know what you were doing and what you experienced, please, Antonio. Okay. One night, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was in my garage. The garage door is closed, and this was approximately October, September, in the Central Valley in a small town named Planada, where uh, it's eight miles outside of Merced County, or actually Merced City, and it's towards Yosemite, okay? So... I told myself, um, before I go to bed, I'm going to go outside and smoke one last cigarette. And as I walked outside, it was really foggy because in Central Valley, it gets really thick fog. So I walk towards the center of the driveway so I can activate my motion lights. And they came on. And then I proceeded and I walked down to the driveway right before the sidewalk begins and I stopped. And I looked across the street to all my neighbors, and I realized or noticed that their windows are just pitch black. And I thought, okay, everyone's asleep. And there's three street lights in, in this dead-end street that has a creek afterwards, and it's a new subdivision. It's, on, it's at the edge of the town, and then after that, it's just farmland, and there's other small towns far away. But... Uh, and I realized now the lights of the of the street lights, because it's so thick fog, they kind of look like like triangles, you know, because 
of the light, like not be able to bleed through the the fog. That's how thick it was. And so I turned to my right a little bit and I lit my cigarette. I didn't even get a drag. I was turned a little bit to the right. And the moment I lit my cigarette, I heard the most horrific, terrifying scream I've never heard in my entire life. This thing was so loud that I don't doubt it could be heard a half a mile away. And it had a demonic sound to it. But the moment I heard it, it screamed so loud directly at me that I just froze. And I turned my eyes very slowly to the left to see where the sound came from because I knew exactly where it came from. This thing was so loud and direct that I knew exactly. And I noticed that there's an air conditioner on top of the house, like the air conditioning units. And I'm telling myself that whatever screamed at me is on top of this, is hiding behind this AC unit on top of the house. And I said, you know, very, I said, what the, you know, F is that? I couldn't believe that thing screamed at me like that. And I told myself to slowly turn around and pretend I didn't hear it and walk back to my house. And that's what I did. I turned around and I casually walked back to my house, but the hair stood up in the back of my head. I wanted to run as fast as I could, like I never ran before. So that was the first encounter with whatever it was. I realized that moment that it wasn't a voice of a woman. It wasn't a witch. And I've never heard the voice of a demon. But I think it's just built in us that the moment you hear a demon's voice, you instantly know it's demonic. And this thing was the most terrifying sound. I can't even duplicate it. So that's my first encounter. Second one. So this is, um, this is during when my wife and I were already kind of, it's towards the end of, the end of our marriage. And um, so after she left me, it's a few months later, around April, May, I sold this Mustang that I built to a guy about four or five blocks away. There's a street in Planada named Stanford Avenue. So I sold the Mustang to this guy and I started to do, you know, I made a deal with the guy to make some, to do some additional work to the car. And uh, I was working on the car kind of late at his house and I needed a drill bit, but he didn't have it. So I told him, okay, uh, I'll go get one. So I jumped on my mountain bike. And I rode the bike to my house, got the drill bit out of my garage, got back on the bike, and there I go down Stanford Avenue. All of a sudden, I mean, I said some pretty bad words. That I'm not sure if it's allowed to say it on here. But as I'm riding my bike in the middle of the street, there's no sidewalks. This is out in, you know, in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. I heard something jumping from behind me on a tree. And this thing jumped far. I mean, I... I swear, this thing jumped probably at least 200 feet from pole to pole, from telephone pole, just one leap. And he caught up to me because when he landed on the tree, he landed on a tree right beside me. He landed so hard that the whole tree bent all the way down and the branches hit the ground. This is a pretty tall trees, too. And as I'm looking at the tree bending, hitting the ground, I'm like gringing, like, you know, like it, as if the tree was going to snap, but it didn't, you know, all of a sudden it just kind of whoop them back again. And the tree violently goes back swinging left and right, you know, and slowly coming to a stop. Right. And I'm thinking 
damn, that's a big effing bird, man. It's like, damn, you know, I'm pedaling my bike. I'm confused, you know. I didn't know what it was. I'm thinking it's a bird. So I'm th- so as I'm riding my bike, I'm thinking, okay, the biggest bird in the world is an ostrich, and and it was about as heavy as that, but it doesn't fly, you know. So so I kept pedaling. Three, four houses down, there's another tree. The moment I approach that tree, like exactly parallel, the moment I reach the tree as I'm traveling down the road, it jumps from the other tree way back there, and it catches up to me and lands on this tree and does the same thing. But I try to turn to try to see what it was, but by the time I turned, yeah, I already slammed against the tree, and I couldn't see it because it's, the trees are in full foliage, right? It hit this tree so hard that if it was a human body, it would probably break every bone in your body. And the tree all did the same thing. The whole side, that he made that tree, the top of the tree hit the ground almost. And But I thought from the corner of my eye, it appeared like a sh- I saw a shadow that it looked like it had four extremities, you know, two arms and two legs. So as those trees violently swing left to right, I'm thinking as I'm pedaling down the street again, I'm thinking, is it a monkey? And then I'm like, is it a panther? I don't know why I was thinking a panther because it's black and it has, you know, four extremities. And I'm like, is it a kangaroo? Because it jumps so far. And I'm thinking, you know, kangaroos don't jump that far. This thing was like, this thing can jump from the rooftop of your house to your cross the street neighbor across the street and one leap. No problem. I told myself, okay, I'm going to keep pedaling, but now it's more alert. If I hear this thing jump, I'm going to turn as quick as I can to see what it is. And sure enough, the moment I get to the next tree, three, four houses down, it jumps from the tree way back there and it catches up to me. And from the corner of my eye, I cannot believe what I saw. And uh, it was, it had long legs and it looked very weird. And uh, it was black with a huge torso. And I didn't see the face because this thing is so quick. And I'm glad I didn't see the face because I'm already traumatized enough because of it. And when it landed on that tree, man, I, the third tree, for some reason, I was able to sense it in my heart, man, or in, in my body. I was able to sense and feel how strong this thing was to be able to jump so far. This thing had tremendous amount of strength. And that's when I became terrified because I knew. Whatever this thing was, he's not supposed to exist, you know? And I, I became so scared, man. I raised my arms. I know how to ride a bike with no with no hands, but I never rode a bike with my arms in the air, turned to my left, you know? So that's what I did. I I became so terrified. I raised my arms and I faced the tree, and I'm like, yeah! And I just pedaled so hard, man. I pedaled. I couldn't believe it, man. I pedaled like... And it's messed me up ever since. I've never been the same. I don't know what it is. And so I've been always trying to find out what this thing is. So then I bump into some information about mysterious disappearances in national parks and how the people go missing and the dogs can't find the scent. The people that mysteriously disappeared, they find some of them. The remains, it could be a a week later, a month later, years later, they'll find the remains. I've read a lot of cases where they find either the body or the remains at the base of a tree. So I'm thinking, okay, 
I'm thinking what I saw, uh, it probably has something to do why people are going missing in national parks. Because if this thing, and also when people go mysteriously missing, they leave their shoes behind for some reason. And I'm thinking if this thing jumped on me or pounced on me, I mean, and taking me and picking me up so quick, I would have left my shoes behind. The dogs can't find the scent because the scent's not on the ground. It's on the tree. And I read a case where a lady went missing, and uh, a couple of days later, the SAR, the search and rescue, they came across this tree that has fallen over. The dog alerted to a scent on the tree, but they didn't do nothing about it. They said something like, uh, the lady probably passed through here, and she was tired, and she sat down on the tree. No, the scent's on the tree because what I saw could easily pick up a human, a full-grown person, and jump with it, you know, carry it like a rag doll. People don't scream when they disappear because when it grabs you, you probably can't breathe very well because it's super, it has tremendous amount of strength. They find bodies at uh, above tree line, which that makes sense because if this creature is carrying a human incredible leaps through trees, uh, I'm sure the person, if a person is grabbed by a beast like this, they're probably confused. All of a sudden, they don't understand how come they're being carried off by a terrifying beast. And by the time the beast is far enough, which is a good advantage point to be above the tree line because you can see anyone coming, the victim is probably dead already. And so just imagine going through these big leaps and jumps through trees and, you know, and so on. I'm sure the clothes is going to be coming off and be all, you know. So I think the creature may be curious and tries to put the clothes back and puts it on backwards. Uh, also, if you're not hungry or if it's not hungry and it has this dead human, easiest way to get rid of it is because the creature has to be at the center of the tree for support because this thing weighs probably 250 pounds, if not more. The easiest way is to hold a human, extend his arm, and drop the body right there, falling right at the base of the tree. People say, well, these people uh, have this uh, – there's a program called Hug a Tree that if you're lost, you're supposed to hug a tree. If I'm lost, I'm going to hug a tree until right before it gets dark, and I'm going to build me a shelter. I want to cut branches, and I'm going to cover myself. I'm not going to be at a base of a tree all night long because, you know, I'll freeze my ass off. So it doesn't make sense why people are found at the base of a tree. Also, uh, bodies are found on steep slopes. Well, if this thing can jump two, three hundred feet, you know, through the air from trees, you know, uh, it has no problem. It has no problem climbing steep slopes. They found a little boy. Uh. That went mysteriously missing, and the hiker, he knew about the kid that had a red shirt, and he looked, and he had some binoculars. He was checking out some cliffs, and he saw the red shirt. He saw the boy kind of stuck in a hole in the side of the cliff. Half of his body was sticking out, and he noticed the shirt. He knew exactly who it was already. Who? How did that boy get halfway on that cliff? Well, if this thing can jump that far, I'm sure he has no problem climbing cliffs. There's a lot of people that go mysteriously missing when their bodies are found or remains are either near cliffs, steep slopes, trees. It's just, I think this thing has a lot to do with it, but I can't prove it. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, 
once you see it, you're scared to step your foot outside your door the moment it turns dark. I'm scared to go outside. I've never been the same. Sometimes I've, I'm scared in my own house. It, it, it changed me. Antonio, the location where you had both encounters was a very close proximity to, to Yosemite National Park. Yeah, well, um, there's a highway 140 that passes through Planada. There's only two ways to go to Yosemite. Highway 140 is one of the ways. It's the most popular way to go to Yosemite. And uh, it still takes about two hours to get to the park itself. But that's because you have to climb the high mountains and stuff. But it's really not that far. Air miles, you're probably, you know, probably half an hour away in air miles. Sure, yeah, I can see by the map. It's just over a few fields. This happened in 2005 as the first encounter, and 2006 is the second encounter. I don't know what this thing is. I swear, God is my witness. I have people think I'm crazy because I, I saw something, and I wish I didn't because it has, it has changed me. I mean, I'm not the same person I was. I'm, a, I'm afraid to go outside just to take out my garbage outside the house. I let my dog go out first, so he activates the lights. And when I open the door, I'm looking at the roof. I'm looking to the left. I mean, I'm like, I'm scared to just step outside the moment it becomes dark. I mean, at midnight, there's no way I'll step my foot outside. Are you able to mimic or describe the sound it made? The sound is is not a sound that human can make. It was. It has. It had some variation. Like there was a little laughter in there, like ha ah, ha 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 ha, you know. But it was so demonic that a human can't make that sound. I mean, it's I've never heard a sound like that. There's a video on YouTube, Canadian monster screaming. It's a newer video, and this thing is yelling and screaming from like a half a mile away. Hey, it's so loud, and I heard something about that loud but only about 150 feet away, directly to me. I mean, that sound is enough to traumatize a person for the rest of their lives. It was unbelievable. I never want to hear it again. Now, I've been trying to do research to find out what could it be. Is it a werewolf? Is it a wendigo? Is it a Benji and all this stuff? And they all have some similarities, but they all don't have... The dog, man, and werewolf can jump incredible distances, but they don't have a demonic voice or screams. The Wendigo has a demonic scream, but I don't think it can jump through treetops or it's not known to. You know, so I believe, this is kind of crazy to think, that I may be one of the people, like if this creature took me and they've all of a sudden found out I went mysteriously missing, and I was never found. I went to go get the tool, and then I was never seen. And I was never seen again. After the law enforcement would arrive and SAR, you know that stuff. I mean, they would have never found me. I mean, this thing would have carried me miles away. That's why children and people are found, or actually children are found. You know, a week later, eighteen miles away, they don't know how they went through all this terrain that's like very rugged that even mountain climbers have a hard time, you know, getting through there. There's no way this child could have went that far in this amount of time. And they're barefoot. Yosemite National Park, it's all granite. They'll be barefoot with no cuts on their feet. That means they were carried. 
but no one's doing nothing about it. Over 1,600 people go missing in national parks. I don't know how many are found, but I will never go to a national park. Yeah, people go missing quite regularly. Right. And these mysterious things, it's not, you know, people are saying it's a, it's a portal, it's this. I mean, I've read so many cases. If you go on Google and you type in mysteriously missing or you disappeared and put down base of a tree. I mean, I, I found like 10, 12 different cases of a mysterious person that their remains were found at the base of a tree. I mean, people are not going to be hugging a tree at two o'clock in the morning all night. You know, it gets cold in the park. You're going to want to build some shelter, you know, cut branches. You're going to want to dig a hole in the ground or something and cover yourself up. So that way you're not exposed to the elements hugging a tree. And, and the dogs can't find scent. They can never find a scent. Why? Because the scent's not on the ground. The scent is on a tree. But what are you going to do? You're going to have to cut all these trees down to find the scent on one tree. Then what? Then it's just a guess. You're going to have to cut a bunch of other trees down to find the scent on another tree. I mean, this is an impossible, you know, impossible scenario. This thing could have easily taken me and it didn't. I may be one of the only survivors that was able to see the, a creature that's responsible for many of the missing people in Yosemite. And I'm sure he has a papa and a mama. You know, it's not the only one. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't even, I can't even imagine. It's, it's crazy. I can't believe I live in a world with this stuff. It's, it's unbelievable. Are you able to estimate the size of the creature? See, I got a glimpse of it. And you're right next to it looking at it. And uh, you're just in awe, you know. At first, you're just completely confused. I mean, wow, you know, that's a big effing bird, man. You know, that's what I was thinking. Damn. Um, that, okay, so the legs of this thing was long and weird. And I realized shortly after that it was like bent two different ways, you know. It wasn't bent like one way. It had two different bends on it. So I'm thinking it had like double knees because that would explain why it can jump so far. And for something to jump from the tree behind and to land on that tree, it would have to accelerate from a dead stop. Just boing, you know, and jump so quick. I mean, imagine the power it has and how fast it has to launch itself to be able to make that distance and how hard he would land on that tree. This thing must have weighed at least 250 pounds. I'm glad I didn't see it because if I did, I'd probably be a vegetable today. I mean, this is terrifying, the worst possible thing that could happen to any person. I can't believe it happened to me. Um, I, I'm, I am scared, man. I'm scared. I'm scared to, I'm scared for my mom. I'm scared for my family. I'm scared for me. I don't even feel safe in my own house. Like, what if this thing comes after me again, you know? I, Definitely a scary encounter, Antonio. I can't believe no one else has reported it. It probably doesn't survive, you know. Whoever comes in contact, this thing was stalking me the first time because it was obviously focused on me when I was outside at the driveway. I mean, it could have been staring at me, watching me while I'm inside my garage for the, pre, you know, who knows how long. And then riding my bike down the street, yeah, I already recognized me. 
And so it followed me. So is he stalking me or is he hunting me? Because instead of him landing on a tree, man, if he would have landed on me, I would have been squashed to a pancake on, on the pavement. He would have picked me up so quick, I would have left my shoes behind. I mean, the thought does cross my mind sometimes. And it's just, it's horrifying. I, just, I can't believe that stuff happened to me. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Introducing the High Strangeness Coffee Blend by Redacted Coffee Company, a medium roast of the Brazilian kind. This medium roast offers flavors of chocolate and vanilla combined with a distinct fruity taste and a unique sweet flora aroma. The experience of high strangeness doesn't end there, with a sweet butter aftertaste that doesn't fade as your coffee cools. This coffee regains its flavors all the way through your cup, ensuring it truly is good to the last drop. The veteran-funded, employee-owned, redacted coffee company and UFO Chronicles podcast have partnered together to bring you the best coffee on and off the planet. Get 20% off your first order now at redactedcoffee.com forward slash UFO. That's redactedcoffee.com forward slash UFO. Or follow the link below in this episode's description or click on the banner of my website. This podcast is fueled by coffee oozing high strangeness. So what are you waiting for? Wake up to the strange. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And has there been any reported sightings in the area similar to this? I've searched for years and I can't find anything. There is a uh, <clears throat> there's a a case where these boys go hiking in the woods, like nearby their house, 
and there's this little green monster that jumps through the trees, you know, which I forget his name. Wait, I forget the name of the creature. But what I saw wasn't tiny. And I remember about a few days before, I remember, this is weird though, because a few days before the first encounter, I remember talking to this guy that had a small store in that town and he had his laptop. He's all, look at this, look at this. And I guess he was videotaping something outside, in the, you know, out in the field at night. He's all, look, that looks like a UFO. That looks like a UFO. And, uh, but I remember him telling me that. So I don't know if that has anything to do with what I saw, but I believe that because it's demonic or it had a demonic voice, it has something to do with the fallen angels. And the only way to understand or to make sense of any of this stuff is you have to know the Bible. So the fallen angels, they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. They came down and they, you know, the angelic beings, they came into and they manifested in the flesh, took wives, and they had children. These offspring was hybrids, which was the Nephilim. Well, in World War II, uh, the Nazis, they claimed that they came from the stars, too, and uh, which is the Nordic extraterrestrials, uh, the Aryan race. And so it, if you look at the World War II and at the beginning of the Bible, there are some similarities. And, and the first, in the beginning, they came down to, um, to contaminate God's bloodline, which was going to come from Adam, where Jesus was going to come to be the Savior. So if they can, if they contaminate the bloodline, then Jesus would never come to exist. And then God flooded the world and earth, you know, because Noah and his two sons didn't intermix with these creatures. So God saved them and flood and brought the flood, and that was to kill off the giants. Well, the moment the giants died, but not all of them died, their spirits went right up to heaven to try to take over heaven, and that's why there was a war in heaven. And God cast them down to earth, and a third of all the angels fell down. A third of all the angels fell. They followed Lucifer, and they fell. They fell to where? They fell to earth. They're here since the beginning. Well, they lost two battles. They lost their uh, agenda to contaminate Adam's bloodline that Jesus would come to be. And they also lost the battle in heaven. So you go to, to, to World War II, and now the, the Nazis claimed that they came from the stars because in the beginning, the angels came from the stars too. And so they're the Nordic extraterrestrials and they come back with a vengeance and they want to genocide God's chosen people. That would make sense. If they're going to target a uh, group of people, these demonic beings, they would target God's chosen. And that's, you know, so uh, to me, I, they, I know this has nothing to do with what I saw. I believe what I saw is a demonic creature of some sort. And God has given dominion to Satan and his demons, has given dominion over Earth. And there's a lot of bad stuff. So I, I don't believe there's life in other planets. Anything that's UFOs and aliens and all this stuff is all has to do with the fallen angels. But that's just my belief. But as far as the creature that I saw, I have no idea what it is until somebody else comes forward and, um, I did read a case where they saw this creature jumping through the trees, but I've never heard a case where they say that 
you know, it has a demonic scream that's so terrifying, blood curling. I mean, if you heard it, you would freeze instantly. You wouldn't move a muscle because it's just so paralyzing. It's unbelievable. To all the listeners out there, if you have seen something similar to what Antonio has described in the Yosemite area of California, drop me an email. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your help. I feel awesome that I get to tell somebody that you don't make me feel like I'm crazy. That's because you're not crazy, that's why. People experience things all the time that they can't explain. There's a lot of things in this world that we simply don't understand. I know people that have had strange experiences and have kept it to themselves for over 30, 40 odd years. They're haunted by it. Exactly, that's correct. I try to tell everyone I know because I want to warn them, hey, don't go to state parks and be careful, you know. Don't go in the woods because I saw something that's just, it's very terrifying. And if I didn't tell them and something happened to them, I'd feel guilty, you know. Yeah, sure, I can agree with that. This is the first time I've told someone like you. You matter more than anyone else I've ever told this to. You know, I I feel this thing it, it's a stomping grounds. It, it knows its way around. The Merced River that starts in Yosemite Valley or in Yosemite National Park, the big river that feeds the, the, the whole valley, it's called the Merced River. It runs, it feeds all the canals in Planada. It's not really in Planada. It's like in between Planada and Atwater. There's another town. It comes right down, not too far from where I used to live. This thing would, you know, come down that river and just... Who knows, man? This thing is so fast. That's why they can't find the people. By the time they they always start to search where the person was last seen, by that time, that thing is is carried them off like so far away. I mean, he's probably over the tree line already, you know, above the tree line. So, you know, look, they're over there searching. I'm like a mile away. And now I can, uh, can you imagine being grabbed by a beast? I mean, something so terrifying is crazy, man. How about these children that go missing? I mean, it's unbelievable how a child could like, be grabbed by uh, you know, a demonic beast like that and be carried off. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. I swear God is my witness. I believe in my Father in heaven. I swear. If you don't know this, sir, I'll tell you, okay? Don't believe in religion. They say life, it, the life itself is a religion, but we have two fathers. We have a Father in heaven and a Father on earth. And the one on earth can fill us and deceive us, but the one in heaven will never. And we need him because without him, and if you ever see anything demonic to, to call out on Jesus' name, I've never did that. From all the reports I'm reading about people that encounter stuff like that, they, that's what you should do is call out on Jesus. No, sir. There's a girl that went into the tree line because she wanted to take some pictures in Yosemite. And the old man was too tired. So he sat down. The father and the other people watched her walk through the tree line. The moment she walked through the tree line, boom, they never saw her again. Once they came out to search for her, they only found the cover to the camera lens in the tree, you know, in the tree line right there. What did that tell you? Okay, so everything else is missing except the little cap. Something grabbed her and carried her off without anyone knowing. But uh, but it, it could be something that can go through inner dimensions, you know, it could go from the third dimension to the fourth dimension. Who knows, you know? But it's something very scary. And I hope God protects you, okay? It was a wonderful talking to you, sir. Thank you, Antonio. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for your time, okay? 
Take care of yourself, sir. Well, that's all we've got time for today. If you've had an encounter and would like to come on the show, you can email me at ufochronicles at gmail.com. Stay safe, have a great week, and I'll be back next Monday.